Welcome to another episode of The Coiling Solution, where we look to empower you with awareness and actionable insights. This episode, well, not unlike any episode, is all about you, but this one specifically about you and telling your story. If you don't, someone else will inaccurately. And so let me jump right into it. I'm by myself on this episode. So I'm going to go right into this and I'm going to start with why. Why is it important to tell your story? And the, the big reason I'll give you is that we operate in a society of generalization or dare I say over generalization. And some of that's helpful, not to be too critical. Some of that's very helpful, quite honestly, because we like to use frames of reference. Frames of reference help us put things into buckets. It helps us think through things quickly and say, ah, yes, that fits there. So I know how to deal with it. I know how to think about it. It helps us assimilate things quickly. It's the classic of uh, it's not beef. It's not fish. So it tastes like chicken. But what I would say to you is don't be chicken. You have gifts and skills and talents. And so we don't want to be referred to like chicken. We want to be distinct and differentiated. And it's such a good time of year to have this conversation because it's self-appraisal time. And I know as soon as I say the word, some of you are going, oh, my God, that's the last thing I want to think about right now. If you're an employee, you're going, good grief. Does that mean it's that time of year to do appraisals and write a self-assessment Yes, it is that time. Unfortunately, as a as a manager, I know you're thinking, my goodness, not only do I have to write mine, I have to then administer the process. And depending on where you are in the hierarchy, that also means you have to do yours, administer and look over several other leaders as they administer theirs. And so I get it. I know this is not what you're looking forward to right now, given all the other things that are going on. But hopefully I'll offer you something that might help you. Because what I want to talk through is what I call a a five steps in the form of an acronym called FAVOR that will give you five, I believe, simple tips that will help you gather your information and prepare it to make this simple for you. So let me jump right into this, because what I've seen over my years of of leading people are, are a couple things. One, most don't focus on this and give it the attention it deserves. And kind of back to the point of why, right? I mean, most don't give it the attention it deserves. Some treat it half-heartedly. Some don't do it at all. And when you think about how these things are treated, they should get a lot of attention. Your mid-year appraisal sets the anchor for the rest of the year. I mean, just think about that for a second. It sets the anchor. And by anchor meaning, it sets a point from which people use as a baseline for the end of the year in most companies. So if you set that point, most people believe are going to talk from that point throughout the rest of the year. What what change happened from the mid-year, right? So this is your shot to tell that story and set that anchor point. Second thing to understand is how compensation philosophy and processes work in many companies. A lot of times, companies start out in the third quarter into the fourth quarter, beginning the compensation workup an accrual process and start distributing funds or talking through the compensation process with department leaders, unit leaders, et cetera, based on the mid-year ratings in terms of who should get what based on different things inside the company, those mid-year ratings, how people stacked up. And again, the idea is that there won't be a whole lot of change from the mid-year ratings. And so this is important, both in terms of your end of year rating 
and your compensation. So you want to treat it as such. So let me go into the FAVOR acronym and how this might help you again, prepare yourself. So five things. The F in FAVOR stands for facts. And this is all about just documenting the facts. Three things. What were you asked to do? The goals, the objectives, the outcomes. What were those things? Two, what was the situation when you began? The starting point. Describe it. Visualize it. Think about it. What was the situation? And then thirdly, what is the situation now? The ending point. That's it. Just the facts. You don't need to make it any prettier or uglier than it was. Just write down the facts. No editorializing. Just write down the facts. Second, the actions. What actions did you take to drive change from the starting point to the ending point? Now, my recommendation on this one is to draw this out in narrative form to ensure you don't miss any of the details. Because the details matter here. The narrative helps. As you think about and visualize some of the things that happened from the time you were given this assignment or these assignments, rather, your goals, your objectives and the outcomes from them, you were rosy, you were happy. You began to walk down the hallway and think about how you would get there, how you would take that mountain. What were the things you started to do, the phone calls you started to make, the people you started to see? Consider all the partnership work you did. Who did you collaborate with? Whether you acted as an individual contributor, led others, began to influence others, work internally, externally with legal folks, with technology folks, regulatory folks, finance folks, you name it, planes, trains, automobiles, Zoom calls, Google chats, you name it. What were the actions? Start to go through that narrative so you can see that body of work. Did you create or alter anything? New systems, processes, technology, etc. Changed or altered. Get down those actions. Again, I would advise narrative format. The V in favor, the value. Zoom out and take a few steps back. Like step back. Try to think about this at a level up, level two up. Try to think about standing over the forest, if you will, looking down at the trees. What values created? For example, if it was managing a factory, did this help? If you think about 20 people moving something along to get something done and then out the door, did this help take out five steps of a process? Or if you think about a sales organization, does this help increase sales in a certain way in revenue? Think about the value created. And to the extent you can do two things with the value. Talk through qualitatively what it helped. So what things help take out the five steps and then quantitatively turn those steps and such into a value. Express it as cost savings, express it as increased sales and revenue, etc. Now, the O in favor obstacles. What unexpected challenges did you face? So from the time you got the assignment you probably established a vision for yourself. You knew how you were going to take the mountain. You expected to go down this road. You knew you were going to have to go here, talk to this person there, so on and so forth. And you said to yourself, this is how this will proceed. And everything looked like that initially. And then things began to pop up. This popped up here. You made a left turn. This popped there. You made a right turn. You have to keep going. Talk about those things. What unexpected challenges did you face? And then what did you do to overcome those challenges? Write all that down. That's important. See, we tend to get into a mode of persisting, overcoming hurdles, 
running through walls and challenges, et cetera. We need to write down the ability to do those things, what we did, and again, get credit for it. What did you learn about yourself during this time? That's key for your development now and understanding the development you did, (laughs) whether it was intentional or not, as well as the things you'll want to focus on later. And then what did you learn about your organization during this time? Many times leaders have a perspective of some of the challenges in their organization that they know they need to address. But oftentimes, even with having a perspective, they can be theoretical perspectives But having someone that has gone through those challenges at a deeper level with actual experience and recent experience is tremendously helpful. So to the extent you can document some of those things within your self-assessment, have a conversation about them at your appraisal with your, your, your manager, your leader, et cetera, it may be valuable information to share. And then last but not least, what out of scope work did you deliver in order to get to the end point and deliver that value? See, I can almost guarantee you, you did some out of scope work because again, when you start out at the starting point, you have a view of what it's going to take to get to the ending point and to whatever, to deliver those um, five reduced steps in that process I use as an example. And you thought it would be these four or five things and you get to step two, right? And you go, wow, huh? There's this whole other piece of work over here. I wasn't asked to do that, but if I don't ensure it gets taken care of, I'll never finish the rest of my work. And the next thing you know, you jump into it, whether you meant to or not, whether you were totally given the go ahead or not, you wind up doing this other work that's quote unquote out of scope. And you'll even get some informal pats on the back about that work. But what you want to do is make sure that informal pat on the back gets turned into a formal pat on the back by including that in your self-assessment and ensuring it gets input into your appraisal as well. And then last but not least, the R in favor. Beyond this year, what are the recurring benefits? The recurring benefits. So year over year, what will those benefits look like? So let's say you delivered a process this year and let's stick with the example. Let's say that process reduced 20 steps to 15 steps. And let's say those five steps were delivered in full in June. And so for the second half of the year now, and let's pretend you're in a manufacturing environment, you've got factories and those five steps help reduce in a few factories, $25,000 of inefficiency. So, so now people can go dedicate their time to doing other things that have higher value. But that $25,000 is just for those few factories for half of the year. Next year, it's going to be further deployed and that, you know, will equal $100,000. My advice is try to look at a three-year time period. I used to recommend five years, but now five years seems like an eternity for most people. And that's a framework. Use whatever time period makes sense within your organization. You know your culture better than I would. Use whatever time period makes sense, but express it for future value, the recurring benefits. So if you know minimally it's going to be worth $100,000 a year in cost savings. That's $300,000 over the next three years. Express it as such. You want to make sure you're expressing that what you delivered is beyond value just in 2020. It has an ongoing impact. It has ongoing impact. And you want to make sure you express it that way so people understand it that way. And again, that increases your value, your contribution. And by the way, people will understand your awareness that you understand that value that way. So now let me quickly recap favor. 
F, facts. Get all the facts, no editorializing. Just write down the facts of the situation when it started, where it ended, etc. And when the goals and such you were given. A, action. Write down the actions you took. V, value. O, obstacles are recurring benefits. And when you get all this down, you will find you have the makings of a self-assessment that really helps tell your story, both for business and other situations as well. You will find this, I believe, to be a useful framework in a number of situations. So I hope this has been helpful. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I am here to serve, whether on this topic or challenges otherwise. You can share them with me wherever you're listening in the comments section or drop me an email at jamesforsoe at thecorelinksolution.com. Also, please be sure to visit my new resources page on the Corelink Solution site. It's at the Corelink Solution forward slash resources. There are several free resources there for you to use either as employees or as managers, etc. I hope you enjoyed them. And last, my ask, as always, if you find the podcast to be a value, please hit subscribe, rate it, write a small review, and you can even share it with someone you know, like, and trust, etc. that believe you believe it can be a help too. So thanks so much for linking up. I'll see you next episode. Be informed, be empowered, be accountable.